0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Beanie. My name is Monica T., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater presently in Vermont. And today is Tuesday, July 17th, 2018. And today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter Into Action. We are starting with the very last word on the bottom of page 84 and we will be re- which is sentence 5 and we will be reading six sentences this morning of the 10th step promises ending with been placed in a position of neutrality safe and protected. And today's readers are the 12 steps Sage S, the 12 traditions Toby K. Our text readers are Russ M., Melissa C., Rachel W., our newcomer greeter today is Judith R., and the host for the second hour is Craig F. And the share ID for yesterday, Monday, July 16th, the 7 a.m. meeting, is 11,666-11666. And the share for yesterday, Monday, July 16th, the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 11,667-11667. One, one, six, six, OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Sage S. to read the 12 Steps of Owe for us,
1: please.
2: Hi, I'm Sage S., Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Arizona. The 12 Steps. continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to do service.
0: Thank you, Sage S. I will now ask Toby Kay
3: to read the 12 Traditions of OA for us, please. Hi, this is Toby Kay.
4: Go ahead,
5: Toby.
0: Yes, go ahead, Toby.
4: Tradition 1. OA as such would never to be organized, but we may create service boards or committees uh, directly responsible in those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence the OA name would never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Toby Kay. How our meeting works. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we are resuming our study of the big book. We are in the chapter into action. We are starting on the bottom of page 84, the very last word, we, the, f- the fifth sentence. And we are reading through six sentences here of our 10th step promises, ending with been placed in a position of neutrality, safe, and protected. And I am going to ask Russ M. if he will read that for us, please.
5: Good morning, Monica. Good morning, fellows. Russ M., Recover Compulsive reader outside of Philly. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We're not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. So, where do I start here? Sanely and normally and you know, position in neutrality, safe and protected. Going through the steps, getting to this point in the tenth step, and the ten step promises to start popping. It's like, for me, I look back and say, "How the heck did this happen?" You know, things aren't perfect, but man, where I was and where I came from, the kid that I got to is like night and day. It feels like a whirlwind. Um, Instead of being reactionary and freaking out on people, there's a calm and there's a serenity that I can approach different situations with a clear head. Yes, that's because I'm out of the food. Um, I surrender to God every day. Uh, I'm dealing with, I'm dealing every consecutive step. But it happened so quickly, although I thought it was like a just arduous process. took forever. But um, it's just funny when I look back at it, you know. I couldn't. I couldn't walk into a, a party. You know, Sicilians. We have parties for everything. You know, somebody passes gas. They have a party. We got to go to this party, and I would freak out. It'd be edgy. Now I can go. I eat what I need to eat. I bring what I need to bring. It's no problem. How did that happen? I tried for 40 years. How did that happen? I take another one step further. Is that now? I'm able to be safe and protected with my issues in life. You know, I'm starting to have a position of neutrality with my finances, my relationships. Not not that I'm not doing anything, I'm not making any effort, but I'm surrendering it to God, and these promises are coming true. But it's not just like I just step back and do nothing. You know, I'm surrendering to God, and I'm working my spiritual program. You know, if we don't work our spiritual program, these these things are not going to come. You know, they come if we work for them. And um, it's just funny when I look back and say, "How the heck this happen? How did it happen?" Because I was so helpless and even hopeless for so many years. I couldn't accomplish anything, and I was so fearful, and I couldn't face the truth in my life. And now, because of this program, you know, I. It's, it's happening, you know, it's happening. And uh, it's only because I'm the, the maintaining my spiritual condition, working at it every day. So if there's a newcomer on the line that's struggling with the food or is life is upside down, work the program. It ain't going to be easy. And, you know, things are not going to be perfect if you get through the steps and you keep continuing to work your spiritual program. But there'll be a way out. Have a great day. Love you.
0: Thank you, Russam. And who would like to share
3: Malky, what was read? N O B E N A <laughs> Melissa.
1: P. Okay, I heard about
0: nobody. Um, uh-huh. I think I heard a Betsy.
6: Jackie oh. B N C P. John
7: C <laughs> P.
2: Did
0: I hear a? Did I hear a Betsy? I'm not. That's what you. page are we on?
7: Karen W.
0: We're on 8485. Okay, let's try this again. All right, Melissa C, I heard you. And
1: Karen, Karen W. Nancy
0: Karen Zucker,
1: A. Jen A. Nancy Ginger
0: B. Harlinger Arlen. Nancy P. Nancy. Nancy P. Kim G. Kim. Yeah, I thought I heard you way back in the beginning there. Okay. All right, this is what I got Kim G, Melissa C, Karen W, Jen A, Ginger C, Harlan G, Nancy B.
3: All right. Get us started, Kim. Thank you. Kim G. I'm,
8: I'm sorry, Monica. I wasn't ready for the end of the line there. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goodness gracious, let me open my book. All right, good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive reader from South Georgia. I thought I was going to have some time to take some notes there. Um, so, what I, as I'm listening to this, I'm getting, getting chills, and I'm thinking actually of the spiritual experience in the back of the book where it says, What often happens in a few months couldn't have happened through years of self discipline. Because it is <laughs> Promises were possible for me in my first decade or so in a way because what I focused on was years of self-discipline. You know, I think to myself before I was an Overeaters Anonymous, you know, I was 27 years old. I couldn't afford binge food and rent, so I lived at home with my parents. I was in my childhood bedroom, which was bubblegum pink. I had holly hobby furniture,
9: and every Saturday
8: night I would sit there with my binge food, reading romance novels, and watching TV because I couldn't go out in the world. But I have to tell you, after coming into Overears Anonymous, I was two years in. I had lost my weight. I had enough money now that I had my own apartment. But every Saturday night, I was in my apartment reading romance novels and watching TV and just not binging. Because the fear that would come up, I was afraid of going. I did not go into a restaurant for over two years. I could not go to family functions. I had absolutely no freedom because the food was my master in abstinence as much as it was when I was in my disease because I wasn't having a spiritual experience. You know, I'm just going to share some, some experiences now. I, I'm single. I live alone. And I have family that comes over, and I remember that in Christmas, I had an ice cream dish for my father, and and Easter came around, and I realized the ice cream was still in there, and I had to ask people at work if ice cream go bad, and they thought it was funny, but I didn't know that because I didn't know what it was like to have leftovers, and I didn't appreciate the fact that I had ice cream in my freezer for four months and did not even think about it. That is freedom. I remember like uh, uh, six or seven months ago at my office, we had meetings, and the way that my, my boss would try to placate us was to have cookies available every week at those meetings. And people were starting to gain weight, and the person actually said out loud, you know what, let's put the, meat- the cookies in your can because we at least know they'll be safe there.
9: Because I wasn't eating them.
8: That is freedom. I am safe and protected. I do not need to shield myself from in my abstinence the way that I shield myself in my disease. This is not about one day at a time waiting up on your food. This is about living life and not being dominated by your binge food, eating or abstinence. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kim G. Melissa C., you're up, and then it'll be Karen W.,
10: Hi. Good morning, Monica. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C. Recovered, compulsive overeater in New York. And, you know, when I first started listening um, to Vision, it was about four and a half years ago, and um, I heard people talking about this. I had never heard this before. I don't know how it was that I went to meetings and I didn't really hear the 10-step promises. I think because I was sitting there trying to muscle my way uh, into abstinence. And um, so when I started listening, I, I really remember hearing someone say that their entire life they were fighting a dragon, and and that was the food, and sometimes they were the victor, and sometimes the dragon, you know, would overtake them. But it was constantly a battle back and forth. And the person shared that the, the dragon no longer exists in their kingdom, and that blew my mind. You know, that's why I really started listening and paying attention. And, you know, um, there's a huge – it says, like, this happened automatically. And, and I kind of have to laugh because there's a huge, um, you know, space between step one, admitting you were totally owned by the food – um, and step 10, where this is automatic, that the food does not own you anymore. And, and it does happen automatically, but there is, there's, you know, work that we do in between so that we have this automatic response or really an automatic non-response to the food. And, you know, so I, I mistakenly thought that OA was going to give me um, more willpower um, a better a better cage for my tiger um, and that you were going to teach me some really good um, phrases, some really good little things I could say so that I could battle the food better. And really what's happened is that while those phrases are useful and helpful initially, you know, until you can get to the 10th step, they're not what I lean on today. You know, I... I I'm not lying when I say, and I can't believe it. When I say um, this doesn't require willpower any longer, you know, I. When Kim said she threw out ice cream, I've thrown. I can't believe that I've thrown chocolate out, but I. There's been chocolate that, I looked at it. And I'm like, it can't be good any longer. It's been here for forever, and I don't think my kids have ever experienced before me getting recovered the fact that there was still Halloween candy left in the cupboard when Christmas came. (laughs) You know, that's a miracle. And I don't even know what's in my cupboard. It's there, but it it doesn't call my name. And um, thank you. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Melissa C. Karen W., it's your turn,
5: and then it'll be Jen A., Hi, this is Karen,
1: uh, Coverage Compulsive Overeater, and uh, thank you so much for your service. And um, this is the, the thing that drew me into this program, and I haven't been in the program very long, but this uh, place of safety and neutrality and having even sworn off, uh, to me, is has to be, I mean, I can only use the word supernatural, uh, because I can't do that in my own power. There's no way. I've been trying my whole life, you know, and um, when I came in, I felt like I had to put boxing gloves on and I'm going to fight this disease like a spiritual warrior, you know, and um, that doesn't work, of course. Um, It's the opposite, which is kind of uh, ironic, but... um, As I have let go and just breathed into this program, leaned into this program, do my daily things that I do with my spiritual tool belt on, I am in that place of safe and neutrality. And the food is not appealing to me. I'm new still, you know, and I buried my most beloved a family member a couple of weeks ago and uh, at the memorial I said two words that I could never say and that's F it, you know, and I and I binged there. Um and um but moving forward I'm I'm back into that into that place again that was so appealing to me and I and I wanted it and I heard y'all and I heard my sponsor and I wanted what y'all have. I wanted to get to that place, so I was trying to fight to get there, but the answer was to stop fighting. So, that's all I have. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Karen W. Jen A, it's your turn, and then it'll be Ginger C.
11: Good morning, Monica. Thank you so much. Thanks for your laughter, and I just, I love your service. Um, Thank you, God. I'm Jen A, Recovered Compulsive Overeater, Anorexic and it from Littleton, Colorado. Um, you know what? I just, I love this paragraph because 355 days ago, Um, I stood on the side of a road with another compulsive overeater um, who was recovered at the time, and uh, she shared this vision line with me, and today um, I'm so grateful. Um, You know, today I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter, right? I'm living this balanced life. I'm no longer on the roller coaster ride of life. Um, that sucked, and um, if there's problems in my life today, I know how to solve them, and I, sol- I know how to do it quickly um, with the help of my higher power with uh, sponsorship um, and this big book. I am no longer experience those insane, crazy thoughts. You know that monkey chatter um, that used to, like, drive me crazy in my head? It's so minimalized. It barely shows up, and when it does, I kind of, like, tap myself on the head and say, get out. Um, and I love how the book says it happened. How did it happen? Automatically. It's a gift that was given to me by my higher power. Um, as a result of, uh, work in the steps, right? Um, it 's that dimmer switch that 's getting brighter and brighter and brighter, and that gift is what? It's my favorite part of the ten step promises it 's a new attitude um, the word attitude right because i 'm more i 'm more loving today i 'm more forgiving i 'm living in harmony with others i 'm truthful i 'm hopeful. I'm understanding. I'm a kind person. I wasn't I wasn't kind. I'm open-minded to people. I can sit and listen to a coworker. A year ago, a coworker said to me, "You know what? I'm scared to death of you." Yesterday, she shared about her new relationship and her new boyfriend with me and shared pictures on her phone. Thank you, God. That's where we are today. And you know what? It reminds me of a song in the 80s. I'm such a music girl, right? And there's this gal, her name's Patti LaBelle, and you know her, and she debuted the charts with this song called New Attitude. She talks about running hot and running cold. She was in total overload. She was high, she was low. It was like a bad dream. And that's what she says in the words. And, you know, she goes on to say in the chorus, I got a new attitude. And so um, I just love that. So um, if you don't have that on your recovery playlist, go plug it in. Um, Get out there and dance and thank God today and carry this message to those who still suffer. Because that's just, that's our job today, right? That's my, you know, God is just telling me, go out there and be of service. Um, to, to the others who are still suffering. And so if you're on the lines today, keep plugging in, keep calling people, um, make people's phone blow up, and eventually your phone's going to blow up too because people are going to want what you have. And with that, I'll pass. Thank
3: you, Jenny.
0: Yeehaw. All right. Ginger C., it's your turn, and then it'll be Harlan G.
3: Yeah, hi. Good morning, Monica. Um, can you hear me? Yes. hmm uh, good morning. It's Ginger C, recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. And this is just—you know—it's only been two and a half years, and just reading this freedom that these Ten Step Promises bring. You know, I was on P.J. two and a half years ago, and quicksand stretched all around me in all directions, and alcohol was my master. You know, the whole my my whole life food has been my master but the pain of two and a half years ago of being bedbound and wanting to die and now I'm free. You know, I'm not fighting it, I'm not avoiding it the temptation, you know, the temptation, I've been placed in this position of neutrality. It's just unbelievable what happens. And it's all because of a book. I will never forget being in Virginia Beach in those sashes saying the power of the book or whatever. I was like, what are they talking about? Oh my God. And then I come home and I got into action. You know, I got busy, I got better. This practical program of action, I started reading this book, and this book has saved my life. I'm free. I'm not a prisoner to the food. And it just blows me away to think that I'm actually free today. I thought I would die eating. I never thought it would end. And the nightmare's over. So yes, I am now a free man. I do not need a bodyguard and I'm not confined. I have found a power greater than myself that keeps me safe and protected a day at a time so long as I stay in this action. It's always about moving a muscle and never stopping. I tell my good friend who just spoke, don't ever stop. This life is unbelievable and I hope I die a sober member of Overeaters Anonymous, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger C.
0: Harlan G., it's your turn, and then it'll be Nancy B.
9: Thanks, Monica, and thank you for your service. Thank you to Team Tuesday, and thank you to everybody who has shared on the line. Let's take a look at something that hasn't been spoken about this morning yet. Let's not look at that this works. Let's look at how. Let's pop the hood on this. Food is never the problem. We come in here and we think food is the problem because we've been to every pay and way imaginable. We've probably spent somewhere in the neighborhood of $100,000 on clothes we never wore and gyms we never went to and pay and ways and lifetime membership. Let's take a look at, at how this works. Let's pop the hood. If food is not the problem and food is the solution to the problem, then what is the problem? Why does this work? The problem for the compulsive overeater is the buildup of human emotion which causes an unbearable pain that comes into our heart when we're not eating. And when we're not eating and we're in the illness sans a spiritual awakening, so it means we're just dieting, the pain is too much for us to bear. And we want that effect from the food so badly that we will risk life and limb to get it. We admit it's injurious, but we cannot tell the truth from the false. Now we're in step 10, but let's take a look back at step 9. We've got divorce from expectation. If we have expectation in step 9, it's not going to not going to help us. Divorced from expectation, I have the euphoria of being right with people that I've harmed. I'm doing steps 10, step 10s throughout the day, which means I'm doing 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 12, 5, and 6 times and 7 times a day. I challenge anyone on this line to do four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and twelve, five, six times a day, and eat the way you ate. You cannot do it because the urge to do so will simply not be there. That's why these promises are easy to put in the book. And that they are being fulfilled among us because the urge to eat simply isn't there. It isn't like I've achieved a black belt in dieting. So if you're new and you think that because I have 19 years of freedom from this illness and that I've lost over 500 pounds and that I haven't compulsively overeaten in 19 years and don't want to and have done so happily is because I achieved a modicum of jujitsu over the food? False. False. It is because the urge to eat is simply not there, because the buildup of human emotions is negated by these actions. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Harlan. Nancy B, it's your
12: turn. I think that's
7: Nancy P. <laughs> okay,
3: <laughs>
12: go ahead,
7: Nancy P. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share. Um, yeah, everybody. Oh my God, the, the sharing is unbelievable. And what I can add is my own personal experience that um, you know, one foot in front of the other. You know, I, um, I, I when I got called into vision, um, I thought, this is just going to be another thing, another A AWOL, another to how program, another, you know, new kind of way, new kind of food plan, new kind of whatever. And, you know, it, one foot in front of the other. And, you know, I, it reminds me of years and years ago, I used to have a couch in my bedroom that was disguised as a closet because it was covered with clothes, covered, couldn't even see the couch. And, you know, I decided I'm going to clean it off. So one, every day I put something away and eventually I saw the couch again. And it's the same thing with this program. You know, I I didn't know if it was going to work. So I listened for a couple of weeks. I got a sponsor who um, was the perfect sponsor for me. And, um, you know, I put the food down. And I got to say, you know, everybody has said something that's absolutely true for my life. You know, starting with food. I, you know, I came in on December 1st and that Christmas I baked 500 christmas cookies and um didn't have so much as a sprinkle and I had as much I did it for service to my friends and neighbors and Work co-workers and of love for my you know The people in my life that I care about who like that type of thing and I gotta say I have I had as much interest in that In fact, I had more interest in getting my laundry done because without the laundry then you know I'm, I'm in trouble but without that that stuff that I baked I didn't care and um And, you know, the same thing with somebody talked about um, financial insecurity. I thought, you know, in the beginning, if I didn't have, if I couldn't retire a millionaire when I was right out of college then I was just not going to, you know, what, what good was it? But, you know, I I saved a little bit all these years and I'm going to be retired in in a few more years and and I'm not going to be eating cat food when I retire. And um, the same thing with this, these steps, you know, with my life, like the, the things that are not those things that, you know, I have a family situation that has escalated that is, um, you know, it could knock me flat, but I was telling my sponsor last night, I'm not afraid. I'm profoundly sad and I have a lot of heartache, but I'm not afraid and, um, you know, it's very uncomfortable and um, it's painful, but I am not afraid and it it really validated for me that fear in itself for me all these years, where I lived with it and bathed in it, was um an end. You know, I could just curl up and just be afraid and just quiver like a bowl of jello and Today, you know I am profoundly sad, but I am not afraid, and that you know it's it's not quantifiable, so um if you're new stick it out. If you're having trouble, stick it out. Get back. If you pick it up again. Just do whatever you have to do to get back in, and you will be able to um, not be afraid. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nancy P. And for those who may have come in a little bit later, we are, on, we are starting with the last word on page 84, we and we are reading six sentences. We react sanely and normally, and we are ending with the sentence, we feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. So who would like to share on Madam.
13: this? Madam.
14: Julie yeah.
13: from, Katie G. from Boston.
14: Kelly
15: M. Yeah. Blanca B. Madam.
0: Madam. This, is what I got. this is what I got so far here. Hold on a second. I got my M. I think I heard, and I heard Katie G and I heard a Kelly and a Blanca. Did I hear a Julie?
15: Did I hear a Julie? Leah M.
0: Did I hear a Julie?
8: Uh, It's okay. I won't be able to make it. I have to leave now, but thank you.
0: Okay. All right. I thought I heard you, Julie. Leah and Vasa. Okay. This is what I've got. Matt M., Katie G., Kelly, you'll have to tell us your last initial. Blanca, you'll have to tell us your last initial. Leah M. and Vasa O. So, go ahead, Matt.
16: Thank you, Monica, for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M with the Postal overeater from New Jersey. If we will react sanely and normally, and we see that this has happened automatically. You know, I feel like I am starting to get my sanity back. You know, um, I did have about almost twelve days of absence, but I had to slip and I had to start at day one again. But uh, I'm grateful by the grace of my higher power; he's relieved me of twenty-four pounds since I started with my sponsor, Ben, in June and I know that something is working this time in my brain and in my mind and in my heart, and I don't know what it is, but I know it's my higher, I think it is my higher power getting connected with me. I'm, I'm getting connected with it because I'm moving towards the, um, the, the shores of, uh, recovery, not standing in the middle of the ocean, waiting for a a breeze or a wave to come and take me back. You know, uh, I, I'm getting over that bridge of reason by using my faith that I'm, I'm starting to get restored with my faith. is getting restored day by day. And, um, I, I'm, I'm starting to make make normal decisions. I'm starting to, um, it's getting easier when I make my food choices and I commit my food to my sponsor. I don't have to think about it as much. I have choices that I make, and I just go from those choices, you know. Um, and I, I don't feel deprived. I don't feel like I'm missing out on something. And I just feel really, really good about myself for for, for the first time in a long time, and I'm just grateful that I have the opportunity but I still have the opportunity to get well. You know, my higher power and my, it's keeping me alive. I know I have a purpose, and I'm grateful that I'm I'm just starting to discover it day by day. And I'm so grateful I'm here to be on the line with all of you. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Matt M. Katie G. It's your turn, and then it'll be Kelly.
13: Good morning, Monica. Good morning, my friends. Katie G. Recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic, and I I almost laughed. I think this line that we have been, uh, we're not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. Um, I hear pots and pans banging, thank you. Um, so, what are my temptations? Well, really, what's not a temptation? You're still banging, thank you. Um, what's not a temptation? Life for me is a temptation. You know, I frequently talk to people who've gone back to the food and they say, oh, well, you know, my mom died, I got a divorce, I had this tragedy, that tragedy, and I am deeply sorry for their pain. I really am. But the thing is, those situations, if you're like me, those situations in my life, they were just excuses, right? They were just excuses for me to go back to the food, to use food as my answer. And I was thinking of like all the temptations in my life, in my house, like the body scale, um, for me, yeah, there's food in the refrigerator, but like, you know, the gym, um, having to be the skinniest woman on in in, in the program, um, the self-hatred of not, of not having the numbers I want. I mean, I just had a baby, right? So like my body looks different. So my temptations can be, oh my gosh, I've got to be thin, I've got to do it, but this isn't a diet. And I'm not avoiding, you know, I'm not having to be, um, you know, having a protein shake to feel safe and secure. I'm not having to, to prove to you all that I'm I'm in a thin body now. Don't worry. I've I've gotten down to the numbers. Like, I, I'm weighing and measuring no matter what. I'm thin. I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm neutral, right? Like, I'm doing what the dietitian has suggested that I do. I abstain entirely. No flour, no sugar, you know, and, and I'm okay with that. I, too, I forget that there's food in the house. I make food that's not, that doesn't belong to me. But most significantly, like, I don't have to hide from life. I can go to weddings, I can go to a, to a farm with my parents and my husband and my daughter, and they're serving ice cream, and, and okay, so they're serving ice cream. Well, I don't have to hide. This disease wants me dead and will settle for me eating and starving. It'll settle for me, you know, sitting at home alone in my early years of program, being so afraid that if I don't hold on another minute, if I let go, I am not going to be okay. But today I'm learning, like, life is going to tempt me. It's going to tempt me to rage. It's going to tempt me to act in in unhealthy ways, right? But each and every moment I have a choice. Am I going to go towards the food or am I going to go towards God, right? And it's not easy. Like, these miracles, the women and men that you've heard, I'll close with this, the women and men that you've heard, they work their booties off on this every single day. You know, and that's the miracle. We don't have to work on the food anymore. We can be with God, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Katie G. And, yes, there was somebody pounding, so please will you check and make sure that your phone is not muted. I mean is muted. (laughs) All right, Kelly, I didn't get your last initial. You're next, and
14: then it'll be Blanca. Thanks, Monica. It's Kelly S. um, Recovered in Oklahoma. Appreciate your service. So, um, well, pretty much going to say what everybody else said. First of all, I just want to make sure everybody understands, because I didn't, that Vision for You is not a program. Basically, you know, we are studying what this program is about, which is the 12 steps that's in the book, as somebody else shared. And so um, we're just a meeting. We're a meeting of Overeaters Anonymous saying, hey, let's get back to this book, right? And so um, one of the things that... um, somebody else had shared is what I, I you know, the problem wasn't, wasn't food. That's what I always thought. So all I cared about was being abstinent, right? And so that's all it that mattered. I talked to a, a sponsor yesterday, and she said, well, my life sucks. Everything's crazy. Hey, but I'm abstinent. I'm like, that's not what it's about. But that's all I ever cared about in my 30-something years. And guess what? That didn't keep me abstinent, you know? For the first time, I have three and a half years of, of recovered abstinence because what I did was, you know, it says, okay, it just comes. That's the miracle of it, right? It does. It does just come to neutrality, does. But what do I have to do? I have to do my part, and I had to put down the food 100%, and then I had to pick up these steps. And one of the things is, you know, I shared this last week. We would read these promises all the time for all the years I was around. Never, ever once understood these were at the end of steps nine. These were the tenth step promises. You know, like I had to work the steps to get this. I thought if I put down the food and started using the tools, that then I would get it. I kept waiting for that neutrality in it, and I was always white knuckling it, and I was protecting myself from the food. And I did not understand I had to work the steps. When I started listening to Vision for You and understood that, yes, I have to do my part by putting the food down 100%. I work with the nutritionist. I weigh and measure. I have to put the plug in the jug. I cannot do this drunk. But if I don't start working these steps, if I don't learn to do life differently, if I don't have a higher power, if I'm not turning to that power on a regular basis, then I'm going to go back to food, as everybody else has shared, you know. And so what happened for me is, you know, I started working these steps. I put the food down clean, started working these steps daily, as Harlan shared, you know. I do my my daily. Uh, 10 steps as they pop up. I do my nightly review. I look at my crap. It's uncomfortable. But you know what? I keep doing it, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even think about food. This is a trip. You know, I want a family trip. The family was doing s'mores. I'm hanging out in there. It's not a big deal. It's like all of a sudden the gifts are happening, and you're like, Oh, wow, this is amazing. This is the stuff I've been reading in the big book. It actually is true. I was only seemingly hopeless. I thought I was hopeless. I've been here 30-something years, you guys, and it wasn't happening. But guess what? I wasn't following the instructions in the book. So if you follow these instructions in the book, put the food down, work the steps in order, and do it, do it daily, 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 it does happen, and it comes. It just comes, and it is amazing. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Monica.
0: Thank you, Kelly S.
14: Blanca, you're up. And
0: if you'll tell us the initial to your last name, please, and then that'll be Leia.
12: Hello. Good morning. Can I be heard?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
12: Um, this is Blanca B., recovering addict from Orlando, Florida. <clears throat> Thank you, everyone, for the truly uh, amazing shares and giving me so much hope, you know, when I hear people um, talking so honestly and truthfully about what this program is doing for their lives. It keeps me going. Um, I was very sad yesterday because I lost uh, another beloved friend to uh, addiction, uh, obesity. He uh, He passed away from this disease. And uh, I was heartbroken, and I'll miss him a lot. And it's not the first person I have lost from addiction. I've lost uh, family members and friends and now my very dear friends. Um, and the irony, if you want to call it that, is that I had, right before I got the phone call from his sister, I had was leaving the doctor's office. And my doctor was just very, very happy, and I was just practically skipping out of the office because uh, she said, you've uh, really come a long way. Your blood pressure is perfect. You, um, you know, just continue doing what you're doing. You've really got your um, your medical conditions that you had are under control. I don't know what you're doing, but continue to do it, and and I have... um, and of course, it's, I, I, it's by the grace of this program. And I was so happy, I, I was, and proud of myself, and feeling all on top of the world. And then the phone rang, and it was this my my uh, my friend who passed away, his sister, telling me this very sad news. So at that moment, I thought, <clears throat> even though I was heartbroken, I thought, yes, this is true. As it says in the big book, it's it's uh food this addiction, addiction period will lead to either insanity or death. And it was a reminder to me to, uh, first of all, to be so grateful that I have a program. My friend did not thank God and to remain uh, spiritually and physically uh, and emotionally sound. to keep coming back and to remember every day is a reprieve every day. Is another uh, day to work my program one day at a time, and also to remember that the disease is never cured; it's managed, managed, it can, but there is no cure. And so, uh, I am sad today, and I will miss my friend. But uh, through what I've heard this morning, little did all of you know. What you're sharing today, your beautiful, inspiring, positive sharing reminds me, one day at a time, keep coming back. And on that, I will pass.
0: Thank you, Blanca B. Leia M. It's your turn, and then it'll be Vasa O.
15: Thank you, Monica, for your service. That is the miracle of it. You know, I don't know about your disease, but I can tell you about mine. Um, I had stopped thousands of times, thousands of times, um, but I could never stay stopped. And you know, my life would ever be different. <laughs> I just had no hope uh, that my life would ever be different, and that I would ever live, no hope that I would ever live in any other way because it was absent of any quality of life. You know, when I came here, I was a broken young woman, an empty shell of a human being. I had been caught in the web of compulsive overeating uh, for nearly two decades. The disease was voracious for me. It was torturous. Um, I suffered greatly. And when I came uh, to this book in 1987, um, I had been eating with a sense of urgency and desperation I had never known before. Um, You know, those years that I spent in Overeaters Anonymous from 82 to 87 where I was uh, trying so desperately to uh, stay abstinent, you know, treating compulsive overeating with a diet is like putting a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound. The treatment is not adequate for the condition that I had. I kept having temporary respite, temporary respite, temporary respite. But something came between me and compulsive overeating uh, on January 19, 1987, and it's been there ever since. And it's called the recovery process. Because if you're a real compulsive overeater like me, uh, you're powerless over food and you're tired of living an unmanageable life, we do have a recovery process where sanity will return, where the problem with food will be removed. It'll just be lifted right out of you. Uh, it is a miracle, but it's not miraculous in the sense that it does involve my responsibility. So it's not magical. It's not magical. Um, you know, the big book teaches me that to get over compulsive overeating will require a transformation of thought and attitude, and that's exactly what has happened as a result of these action steps. I am not the same person that I was when I began this recovery process so long ago uh, because my life is based on the ideas I produce in my mind. All action is born in thought. That's no, uh, you know, small matter. Um, The obsession of the mind has been driven out and the program of recovery has given me these spiritual tools and a relationship with God uh, so that um, I no longer need to seek a substance outside of myself to get comfortable, to live life. I have a relationship with power that I never had before, a safe harbor, a refuge, if you will, uh, that relieves me of the restlessness, irritable, and discontentment. I no longer seek uh, substances in cellophane bags and bakery boxes, and for that, I am ever so grateful. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Leia M. Vasa O. It's your turn.
6: Thank you, Monica, for your service I'm Vasa grateful recovered compulsive oveida and everybody has everybody said what I wanted to say, so i sometimes I said what i 'm going to add well, what i'm going to add I was fifteen when I started battling with the food addiction when we came in America, and i was in, I was thin till I was fifteen years old because we didn't have all these wonderful foods that we have in America. I gained 50, uh, 20 pounds in one month. That's when it, and it began. And I had been battling with the food addiction and until, until 1986. Put it down, pick it up. Put it, I explored, I did everything that everybody has said in you know, what they did uh, with the food. And nothing, and nothing worked for me until I came to Overeaters Anonymous and I was introduced to this. Book, it gave me hope what the first hundred men and women did at the beginning of, uh, of this uh, auditions over there to recover. I was so sick and tired, and I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I was ready. I was so ready to surrender to God, to the 12 steps, a higher power, whatever you call it. I cannot do this by myself. And I kept on hearing, put the food down, which I did it by the grace of God. I did put the food down. You know, I did, I did get that my abstinence. And I thought that's all I needed to do. You know, if I'm only thin and I'm just going to have a, I have a higher power in my life and I am going to have a perfect life. Well, it's not so, you know. And then my sponsor said, you know, if, we, if you don't work the rest of the steps, I did do step one, two, and three. You're gonna go back into the food addiction, and I was ready and willing to do step four or five as they're laid out. And I've been here for 33 years. It's by the grace of God. It's such a freedom here. Just we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort of, on our part, and that, that is so true. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. And I, I, I'm, I, I am staying with all of you. If I got it, anybody can get it. I didn't even know the language. I didn't even understand the words, and I was looking up words and what they meant, and I belong here. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa O, and thank you to everyone who has shared today. Wow, this this has just flown by this morning. Thank you, everybody. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. But first, I want to give you the share ID for today, Tuesday, July 17th. The share ID is 11,000. 668-11668. And with that, I am going to ask Melissa C. if she'll read for us, please, from page 164.
10: Hi, good morning. Thank you, Monica. It's Melissa C. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.